Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome, Welcome. to Warriors Wrap-Up. And Bob Curry takes another three. It's up and good! He's got 62! On 95-7, the game. Pass to Wiseman off the pick and he finds it for a dunk. Jam! Oh, by Oubre! He caught it right at the restricted area and slammed it home with a left hand. Here's John Dickinson and Ryan Covey. Warriors down four. 29 seconds to go. Curry lost the handle. Spins it back right. Pump fake. Let's it fly. It's good! Three from the right wing. It's a one-point game. 23.2 to go. Well, Stephen Curry hitting the three there, uh, making it a one-point game after the Warriors had fallen behind by seven in the final uh, minute there. John Dickinson, Ryan Covey, it's Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. Tonight is going to be a night, I think, for Warriors fans to vent a little bit. Just uh, wild swings in this game Everywhere uh, as Golden State uh, not their best first half in particular defensively. Then a rough start to the third quarter as the Warriors would fall behind 71 to 54 early third, and then completely flip the game around, outscoring the Magic 52 to 22 to lead by 13 uh, in the fourth quarter with about nine minutes to go. And then the Magic would go on a 28-11 run of their own, and the Warriors. Uh, would find themselves down seven, uh, and Stephen Curry tried to save them. It was a great night for Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre. They kind of took the ball game over in the third quarter, but all in all, uh, it it had the feel of the Warriors are going to steal another one, and then it ends up with the Warriors may have let one get away, Ryan Covey. Yeah, and... You were up 13 in the fourth quarter, right? And you got to give Orlando credit. They uh, they played terrific down the stretch. What kind of threw me was, when, why did the ball movement just stop for the Golden State Warriors? I mean, they were moving the ball beautifully in the third quarter and for that first part of the fourth quarter, and then it just stopped. And it was a lot of one pass and shot, a lot of ISO. And I'm thinking, this isn't the Golden State Warriors team that I know. And I'll even go to that last possession, or I guess it would have been the second-to-last possession with the Warriors down three and a chance to tie. I know you want the ball in Steph Curry's hands, but Draymond, face up to the basket there, or I don't know, kick it to the corner where Kelly Oubre's unguarded. You know, the guy that's on fire lately from three-point range? I I mean, I just – I understand the desire to get the rock to Steph Curry, but – in that situation, there was no shot there to be had. Like, I don't know. I just that's You're just trying to force the issue at that point. And, I mean, you know, look, again, give Orlando credit, but I felt like the Warriors, when it was all said and done, gave this game away. And, and you know, Orlando was like, sure, we'll take it. Yeah, the Warriors got off to a brutal start. They, they, they actually rallied by the end of the first quarter. Then it was a bad second quarter. Uh, to me, I, and, and it, it – was poor defense, I think, down the stretch. Poor defense for the most part in the first half as well as the ball movement stopping. 
But I, I actually go back to even getting down 71-54. And, and I know it, it looked like you yeah. had it uh, in control. And look, uh, on the road against a, a team that's really been struggling, after it feels like you've almost taken the Magic's best shot uh, on a night uh, where, where they were able to get on you by 17, you do need to hang on and, and get that victory uh, that, that would have been you know another box checked for this Warriors team. Four over 500, that first three-game winning streak uh, remains elusive uh, for this team, and it all adds up to a 124-120 to 120 loss. I, I guess I, I'm a little bit more bothered by how poorly the Warriors played to get down 71-54, uh, and, you know, in particular defensively uh, against a team that at times has, has struggled to score the basketball. I think they, they put a loose imprint on the game and then they flipped the switch in the third quarter. And I think they, I think they thought they had the game won, and 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 there was just a, a couple of little possessions there uh, after the Warriors got up thirteen, and a Fournier hit a big three off a jump ball uh, with the shot clock running down that 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 really started that twenty eight to eight run, and then like you said, the ball movement went away, and and the defense uh, went away. A lot of Terrence Ross, a lot of, of Vucevic, and, and a lot of. Uh, Evan Fournier, as it was the case uh, all night, uh, and uh, Chuma Ukiki uh, able to knock down a couple of clutch threes in this one, and the Warriors just didn't have enough uh, to hang on. They, they, they let the Magic get back in it very, very quickly, uh, and then Steve Kerr got, got caught uh, because the Magic started their comeback so quickly. When do I bring my guy's back, and I think there's some Warriors fans that may think he waited a little bit too long, although he did call timeout with about six and a half to go uh, and got Steph and Draymond uh, in the game. But at that point, uh, a 13-point lead was trimmed all the way down to four. Yeah, and the Magic were coming. They had all the momentum. And, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Like, defensively, they just were, were porous for large stretches of this game. And, you know, it allowed Orlando to get enough of a padding where they could afford to have a spell, uh, you know, in that later part of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter where, you know, the Warriors had their most uh, prolific scoring quarter of the season with 43 points. Um, and it did feel like, J.D., once they got up 13, they were kind of waiting around for – the magic to pack it in and go home and the magic just weren't willing to do that. And you know, this is a magic team that's struggling to score a hundred on nights, you know, one Oh five, they messed around and scored one twenty four tonight. So um, yeah, not there certainly left a lot to be desired defensively. And it's just a little, you know, it's frustrating because this is absolutely a game. The golden state warriors should have won. They should have won because they're the better team. They should have won because they were up 13 in the fourth quarter. They had an opportunity to, to kind of check another box, but you know, you said before the game you were a little concerned about this one, and, and I almost texted you in the fourth quarter, J.D., going, ah, see, they're finally pulling away. It was, it was touch and go for a while. And then I'm like, well, hold up. Let's see how this thing finishes. And sure enough, like just when we think you know this Warriors team has really turned a corner, they get pulled back, and, and I think the lack of size hurt them tonight. And, you know, again, you got to give Orlando some credit, though, you know, because, I mean, they scored when it mattered most. Most NBA games get decided down the stretch in the fourth quarter, and Orlando just out-executed them at both ends of the floor. Man, Vucevic, he brought it to him with a triple-dub. He, he did. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. It's Warriors wrap-up with J.D. and Covey here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, Magic win it 124-120. to 120. Uh, Covey, sounds like uh, you're a little more upset about blowing the 13-point lead. 
sounds like I'm a little bit more upset about getting down 17 to begin with, and it was an ugly 17 at, at 71-54. I mean, there was a point uh, there early in that third quarter where it looked like the Warriors, it was just kind of a clunker no-show kind of a game. Like, well, they just didn't have it, and, and Orlando got a couple of players back, and then Wiggins and Oubre started attacking the basket, got them back in the game. I'm with you 100%. Like, once you get up 13, you have to win that game. But as I start thinking about, you know, what are the parts of this game that I find more frustrating if I'm a Warrior fan, it would be the fact that, that, that they got down the way that they did against an inferior opponent on the first game of a road trip. It just set a bad tone, uh, I, I thought, for the whole night. But then I, I, I come back to, you're up 13, you got to finish the deal. Right, and look, Steph Curry, who has been scintillating this season, he's been about as good as you could ever hope a player would be. Uh, you know, he's had a couple of tough shooting nights, and yeah, he made a couple of monster threes down the stretch. But, I, you know, I give a lot of guys credit, particularly Kelly Oubre. I mean, can we just acknowledge Kelly Oubre's balling right now? And And I felt like... In the context of the game, yeah, I get it. Like, Steph's supposed to take that three because he's Steph Curry, and if he misses, well, you'll live with the, uh, you know, Steph Curry missing a three-point shot. He's the greatest three-point shooter in NBA history. But, like, when the Warriors were at their best, J.D., it was like, you know, making that extra pass, right? And, you know, they were perfectly comfortable having a multitude of guys take that shot. And when you get too centered around one player, well, it makes life a lot easier for the defense. And, you know, I know Draymond tried to run a couple of screens for him there, and it just didn't work. The Magic played great defense, and Kelly Oubre just standing in the corner unguarded. So I thought that would have been, you know, the perfect opportunity to swing it to Oubre. If you knock it down, cool. You've been playing great lately. And, you know, the dude was 3-6 of six from downtown tonight. Like, Oubre had it going. So, I don't know. It just And, I, and even Draymond there – I. Draymond's face, you know, he's got the ball in his hands, unguarded at the top of the key. Go ahead and pull the trigger there. I mean, because there was still time left, too. So maybe you get the board and kick it back out. Like, there's a scramble, you know, a putback and a foul. I mean, a lot of things can happen there. Even if you you rebound and get a quick two, you could still foul. So, I, I don't know. I just... The the end of the game execution really bothered me as well, um, but I, I mean I agree with you. It just it what bottom line JD. It's the start of a road trip, and they had an opportunity to get that first three game winning streak, four games over five hundred, and they kind of no showed at the start of this game. But again, I'll, I'll give Orlando some credit too, man. Orlando they played about as well as they can play in the first quarter, uh, and and for stretches of this game as it went on, and particularly down the stretch. So it was uh, I'll lean it, you know, I'll give it to the Warriors like as far as coming back and you know, even building that lead. But in the end, this was just one you had to have, man. And, you know, I wasn't even really looking for style points. Just find a way to win this basketball game, and they didn't do it. No, they didn't do it, and the, the final possession did leave a little to be desired. I'm fine with Steph being the guy to get the shot because I think if it goes to Oubre, uh, even if it's the right basketball play to get it to Oubre, I think you live with that, but but Warriors fans are going to go nuts if, if Oubre winds up taking that shot, even if it is an open look, even if he is having a, a good night shooting it from three. If it, if it goes to him, Warrior fans are going nuts. You do want to try to get it to Steph. I do think Draymond over-tried to get it to Steph, uh, and I think you know, Steph thought maybe he could pull the trigger uh, on on the second go and couldn't quite get it, and then he wound up taking it. Uh, you know, he wound up taking it, and it and it just you know had no shot. Uh, that's the one thing, and I know you've given the Magic a lot of credit uh, for tonight. Uh, the one area where I will give the Magic credit is for the job that they did against Stephen Curry. I'm I'm a little reluctant to go the hey you got to credit the Magic card tonight. I mean, they did play well, but the one thing for me that I will give them credit for is the job they did on Stephen Curry. Uh, they they really made him work, uh, and I think, you know, they 
they were a big part of why he struggled, uh, and the Warriors, for a good portion of this game, couldn't make Orlando pay for the attention that they were paying to Stephen Curry. Uh, but all that said, the Warriors still had an opportunity after the 30-point swing to win this game uh, up by 13, and they couldn't get it done as they gave up uh, a 20 uh, 8-8 to eight run themselves to fall down and ultimately lose this one. Let's get to Ken. Ken is up first here. Phone lines are open, 888-957-9570. Uh, let's react to this one. we got a lot to chew on. Uh, what went wrong for the Warriors? What do you like about Wiggins and Oubre coming around? And, and just is, is it more the first half for you, or is it more not being able to execute down the stretch? Ken, you're up first here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Yeah, I uh, uh, am a transplant from the Bay, living in Orlando, and got a chance to watch the game this evening. I thought it was kind of disturbing that after the Warriors made their comeback uh, from being down 17 to leading by 13 uh, early in the fourth, that um, Kerr, Kerr decided to go with the, the second line and kept the second line in the game. You guys kind of stole my fire earlier and uh, let the lead dwindle to four. And by the time the uh, starters had regain some momentum at all, uh, the, the, the magic were ahead. I wanted to know how you felt about that. Yeah, I appreciate the call. I, I think it's a little bit of a catch-22, Covey, because the, the bench group uh, at, at the top of the fourth quarter went on a 12-0 run that pushed a one-point lead after the Draymond three at the end of the third. It was 94-93, and it was 12-0 for that group uh, of Pascal, Wiggins, Lee, Bazemore, and Wanamaker. So I, I think where they got caught was Orlando. They came quick and, and, and chopped it down and kind of put Steve Kerr in a little bit of a no-man's land where, where the, the bench group was playing well initially. So I think he wanted to ride him out. He, he also, I think, was trying to buy every minute he could for Steph and Draymond to not, you know, hey, we got a 13-point lead. I don't have to bring those guys back in with eight minutes to go. I'm going to bring them back in with, with, with you know, five and a half to six to six and a half minutes to go. It just all happened so fast that I think it, it just wound up it wound up putting Kerr in a bad spot. And, and you look at, you know, they trimmed it from 13 to 4 in what amounted to about 220. We're talking about a 2-minute-and-20-second stretch here where Kerr calls the timeout and then Oubre, Oubre, Green, and Curry were all back in the game. Yeah, and look, that second unit coming out, I mean, you mentioned they, they pushed the lead up. You know, the Warriors, they, they get, what, it was a three-pointer to wrap up the third quarter. And, you know, so they go into the fourth up one, and that second unit kind of took it upon themselves to say, no, nah, we're going to – not only are we just out here to hold the line, we're going to build the lead. And, you know, I, I understand why Steve Kerr wanted to let them stick it out a little more because, you know, it, it happened quick, right? I mean, it really did. And I don't know if you noticed this, J.D. I tweeted this out. They never corrected this either – when uh, I think it was 48 hit a shot with about 8.23 left, they didn't run the clock for like over 20 seconds. And the, the Warriors had a full possession, no shot clock. They, it was never addressed. I even saw when the shot went up, you could see it on the TV, the 24 clock was still static. So it wasn't like a NBC Sports Bay Area thing. It was a game clock thing. And they never addressed it. So there was basically like an extra 25 seconds of the game. I mean, I know it doesn't, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it, whatever, like it is what it is. But it just, it prolonged the opportunity for the Magic, too, uh, to continue that run. And it was just, it happened to be at a very critical stretch of the game where, you know, the Warriors, it was all kind of slipping away. And it just, you know, it, it made a, a what was a, a really tough sequence, um, you know, exponentially longer because, well, they didn't start the clock for about, 30, you know, 25 seconds. Um, but, you know, uh, I mean, it, you're right. I mean, Kerr's in a tough spot there because – 
you want to make sure that Steph and, and Drake and Rest, they just played, you know, a bunch of minutes. They both, you know, particularly Steph had just played over 40 minutes the other night. You know, Draymond's coming off of missing a game with an ankle. So, you know, it, Steve Kerr's in, in kind of a rough spot there. And I think, by and large, you have to trust your players at some point too, right? I mean, that same group had gotten off to a really nice start in the quarter, and I think he wanted to maybe give them an opportunity to try and stem the tide. And it was just, like I said, man, it happened fast. Maybe call a timeout, but even that, you know, I understand why it went down the way it did. I'm not going to crush him. I'm not going to crush him for it. Yeah, and you're you're coaching the score too at that point, right? Like you have a you have a a, a level in mind, right? It's thirteen, and you're thinking, okay, at what point am I going to call the timeout? And and you know that that you want to get Steph and Draymond back in the game, right at about that six minute mark, like perfect world. And if you're still up six to eight, you're feeling good because the irony in all of it is. The bench unit, and I know Fitz on the television side mentioned this uh, on the broadcast, when when Steve Kerr calls the timeout, it actually was a plus three for that group. It just so happens that it was a plus 12 and then a quick minus nine to get to the plus three. So, like, they get credit for building it up, but they also gave back what they built up, and I just think – I just feel like Kerr got caught in no man's land, and he doesn't want to, you know, that, like, when you're up 13, 10, even 7 with 8 minutes to go, you're up at this point. You're thinking, okay, I'm. this is going to be fine. I can bring these guys back in. Like, that's, it's one thing to say, all right, you're behind by 3 or you're behind by 4. The game's slipping away at that point. Uh, kind of like the San Antonio game that we go back to when, when he didn't bring Kerr back or when he didn't bring Curry back in uh, and then send him to the table and, and said, hey, we're not chasing wins. Like That to me is a little bit of even a different scenario because the game is getting away from you at that point where he's choosing not to. Tonight, you still have the lead, so you're thinking even if you do wait and it gets cut down as far as it did to 4 – you still got 6.30 to go, and Steph and, and Draymond are back in the game with Oubre and Wiggins at that point and Damian Lee. You're thinking, all right, you, you've got your best players from tonight's ball game on the floor to bring you home, to reestablish it. Go win go win the last six minutes with that group, and unfortunately the, that, the Warriors were unable to do that as well. Yeah, no, I, I think you make a great point, J.D. I love that, coaching against the score, because the, the only hope there is when the fourth quarter started, the Warriors were up one. And does it really matter with that second unit if they start on a, you know, 13-1 run or finish up on a 13 Whatever it is, like the most important thing is when Steph and Dre check back into the game, they either have the lead, haven't given up too much of the lead, right? I mean, they've basically held serve and you know, in a roundabout way they had. Now, the, what that doesn't factor in is the momentum angle, right? And it had already kind of started slipping away. And then you culminate that with, well, Steph isn't having the best shooting night on top of it. So, you know, it just... It didn't work out. I, I don't. I don't fault Steve Kerr for the way that he handled that because I, I think that's the right way to handle it. It just didn't work out. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. It's Warriors wrap up here with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on ninety five seven. The game as the Warriors lose their uh, trip opener uh, in Orlando. The Magic beat the Dubs one twenty four to one twenty. Wound up being a real entertaining ball game after the Warriors got down seventeen early third, and then they flipped it with a fifty two twenty two run. A seventeen point deficit became a thirteen point lead, and then it was it was a game of runs tonight twenty eight eight. Orlando from that moment on to make it 121 to 114 and then you had Steph Curry 
damn near uh, lead the Warriors back from seven down and a minute and three to go as he hit a 28-footer. Vucevic missed. Curry hits a 26-footer. It's 121-120. The Warriors had to foul. Vucevic uh, hit a a couple of free throws. And then uh, that, that final possession uh, where Draymond was trying to get the ball to Curry, and Curry wound up taking a, an incredibly contested look, uh, and that one wound up being a miss, and uh, the uh, Magic were able to go to the free-throw line. Uh, Ennis uh, went to the free-throw line and split a pair, uh, and that was uh, th- that was the story of this one. But, yeah, it, was, it, it, it didn't even – it was like, oh, my God, is Steph going to have his own personal 9-2 run here to force overtime by hitting three threes in a minute? I mean, it, you know, we've seen stranger things, right, JD? I, I mean, it, it would here. This is what, how it went down in in Casa de Knuckles over at my place. I had to actually <laughs> use the bathroom, and so it's you know, it was a seven point game, and I'm like, I'm gonna run to the restroom, so I paused it, and then I'm trying to catch back up, and and so I you know, I push play, and I accidentally hit fast forward. All of a sudden, it's 121 to 120. I'm like, whoa, how'd we get here? So I rewind, and I see, I'm like, oh, Steph must have done something crazy, and then sure enough, he did. Uh, and you know, that's where you kind of kick yourself because. Because even through all of that, Steph had still made a couple of big shots. I mean, could you imagine being down seven with a minute to go and still finding a way, you know, have an opportunity to tie the game? But that's where the frustration with the last possession comes in. Because, And I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, obviously, I get it. He's Steph Curry. Like, you want the ball in Steph's hands. But I believe it was uh, Mick Jagger and the Stones that once saying you can't always get what you want, right? So uh, maybe what they needed there was somebody else shooting that rock. And look, Draymond had hit a three earlier in the game. I think it actually hit two, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Regardless, I, I know that that's not the optimal shot. You go from the greatest shooter of all time to a guy that, you know, struggles mightily. That's where the kick to Oubre in the corner wouldn't have been the worst choice for me. And, and you know, nothing you can do about it now. Kelly Oubre is just standing there, by the way. And, and look – he was playing great tonight, and, you know, it's not just about he was 3-for-6 tonight. He's shooting 46% from three-point range this month. So the dude's been the, the dude's been shooting, man. He's been he's been balling. So, I don't know. I just I felt like the kick out there might have been the move, but I, either way, it didn't happen. And, and, look, I think, J.D., one thing we can't agree on, by the time this thing was all said and done, the Golden State Warriors did not deserve to win that basketball game. No. I mean, you get down 17, and then you get – I mean, it really, you get down 71-54, and you give up the 28-8 run in the fourth quarter. I mean, that – to even have a shot at, at, a, at a Curry, you know, 9-2 run in the final minute and three, uh, that in and of its – I mean, that would have been absolute thievery uh, at that point. So I, I'm, I'm less uh, – I'm less upset with the way that that possession went than than the twenty eight eight run, and I'm I'm less upset about the twenty eight eight run, although it's galling once you seemingly get control of the game. The thing that still bothers me the most uh, about this one was just playing such an ugly first twenty seven and a half minutes uh, of this ball game uh, to open the trip and wind up down seventy one fifty four and have it basically kind of look like a no show. And you could make a case the Warriors were maybe due for one of these. Um, you know, on the road uh, where it's a team that we all think, hey, they're going to come out and put their imprint on the game and and, and handle business uh, for the most part. We've talked a lot about it. The, the poor Warriors games on the road have been against the good teams, really, ex- with the exception of the of the Laker game. And, and that 
is understandable and maybe sometimes easier to pallet. Uh, but but they just they were just out of sorts. The defense wasn't there. The Magic were doing a nice job against Curry, uh, and and they did wake up. And and look, Wiggins and Ubre deserve a ton of credit for 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 them waking up. I mean, those two. I think when you look big picture, uh, if those two are going to play basketball at at the level that that they played tonight and at the level that they've played lately, I still think the Warriors are going to wind up being in pretty good shape, uh, even in dropping this game as we move toward the all-star break and, and move toward coming out of the break. I think the way that those two are playing bodes pretty well, even though tonight is a tough loss to, to swallow. Oh, no question. I mean, you know, look, Steph Curry needs help. There's just no doubt. And Steph Curry needs help. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Steph Curry needs help on the offensive end. Like, they, the Warriors, they need scores. I mean, look, they've been a good defensive team, but they need to hit 110 points to be in that sweet spot to win games. I know it didn't happen tonight, but um, by and large, it just can't be the Steph Curry show every single night. And we saw against Miami the other night, you know, Steph didn't have it, and, and other guys picked him up. Tonight, they had the opportunity to do that. But, you know, and I thought Wiggins, you know, defensively was pretty pretty good at stretches and in the third quarter he was good but still I mean you look up and Wiggins you know offensively like the numbers don't jump off the page he only had 16 points tonight only hit one three uh Oubre was the guy for me but by and large this is a good sign though I mean you know the Kansas Wings whatever you want to call it the the Slash Brothers sorry I won't do that again uh but those guys they're, they're gonna need those guys uh, you know as the the end of the first half winds up and then into the second half they just they need scores man and it's not fair to ask Steph Curry to do everything every single night for this basketball team. 888-957-9570. Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. Uh, but your phone calls as well, your text messages. It's Warriors wrap-up with J.D. and Covey on, on 95.7. The game is the Warriors take one on the chin tonight at the beginning of this four-game trip. Uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr. Uh, the question was asked by uh, Nick Friedel of ESPN and uh, co-host of Warriors this week here on 95.7 The Game uh, about closing games is it is it more mental uh and here's what Steve Kerr had to say I don't really know exactly what what that would mean I think I attribute it to execution now is execution physical mental it's probably a combination of both and as I said I thought we let our guard down offensively in terms of the ball movement uh that had gotten us the lead ball kind of stopped and, and they, they they got hot. They started making shots. Uh, Okeke made two big corner threes that really changed the game, I thought. And like I said, you, you don't always finish a game and just say, well, we did this and we did that. Sometimes you congratulate the other team for playing well, too. Yeah, and I don't, and you know, it's funny. Like we, I, I, <laughs> You're not feeling I just, it, J.D. <laughs> t- tonight's not the night for that. Like tonight's, tonight's you know what, come out and, and really, like I understand Vucevic getting on you. Right, because you're you're down bigs and he's pretty skilled, but and Fournier. I mean, hell, we talked about Fournier and on Warriors Live. I mean, I said, hey, this you know the Magic gave the Warriors trouble, and now they've got Fournier, and Fournier's hurt the Warriors in the past. But uh, like to me, you got to you got to put up more resistance. I I think in, in the first half of this one, I, again, I do give Orlando credit for the defense against Curry. I think that the offensive output for a team that typically is not a good offensive team, that to me is less acceptable. <laughs> like I yeah. just, I, I, you know, when they're rolling, they're flowing. They hit 18 threes tonight. 
Uh, you know, Fournier knocked down five of them. Terrence Ross knocked down four of them. Uh, you know, we've seen Terrence Ross go off against the Warriors yes. before, uh, uh, you know, a handful of times uh, against the dynastic Warriors. So uh, maybe it was just some guys that have heard him in the past that like seeing that Warriors jersey that wound up having some big games with Fournier and, and Ross in particular. Uh, but tonight doesn't feel to me like a tip your cap kind of a game. And again, I, I, maybe you disagree. I, it sounds like you do. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Like to me, to me, it's no. Go get this win tonight. Yeah, I, I was. I would have been right there with you, except for the way that Orlando played down the stretch. And and by the way, shout out to Fitz. He checks in and, and reminds us that uh, that Fournier is nine and set. Or the the Magic are nine and seven when Fournier plays. So um, you know, that's a playoff team right there. So uh, I think they've really missed him. And you know, when the Warriors saw the Magic, what like you know whatever it was eight days ago, whatever it was. I mean, they were very depleted in that game. And then they lost yep. their point guard right at the top. And they still played the Warriors tough. So this is a, a, a tough out. And look. The Magic, you know, they're, they're trying to get their season back on track. They've, you know, been decimated with injury. And this is a game where they have a 17-point lead, and, and yet they don't pack it in. And, and they kept fighting. And I kind of feel like the Warriors were expecting the tap out there, right? Like, you know, because when you're a sub-500 team in the East, you know, the – There'll be times where you're, you're just getting the brakes beaten off of you, and okay, well, this is it. We had a we had our run, and it didn't happen, and now okay, we're we're settling in for our double digit loss that we felt like was probably in the offing when this thing started. And you give Orlando credit; they they didn't pack it in. And the, the other thing you hit on too, JD. I mean, forty one percent of their threes, like they were hitting their threes, and they did have that stretch where they went cold in the third and into the fourth, where the Warriors flipped the game around and ended up taking the double digit lead. But they were, you know, obviously the Magic found their game and I'm glad Steve Kerr mentioned the lack of ball movement there uh, down the stretch I mean it really felt like it was a lot of ISO and then let's just let, let's let Steph do the show down the stretch and I don't know there's a reason why you know the Warriors when they're at their best they're getting a ton of open looks it's because they're moving uh, off the ball and they're moving the rock and they're making the extra pass and they didn't do that in crunch time yeah, that, that is a good point about Fournier and the Magic were a good team last year. And, and, and I, I, the way the East is going, it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic do wind up being a, a playoff team uh, in the Eastern Conference uh, when it's all said and done. There, there's no doubt about that. But to me, when you, you just got to bring a better effort in the beginning of the ball game. And I think uh, you, you find yourself in a position where you can, you can close it out down the stretch. And you're right. It was like a, I mean, it felt like an old warriors run that 52, 22, that felt like the dynastic warriors where you, you know, they would just hit a team in the second half and you're right. A lot of teams would go away. So I guess, I guess maybe that is a second uh, aspect of this ball game that I will give the magic credit for. I think that's a solid point. I will give them credit for getting up off the mat and coming back 28, eight after the warriors uh, went up 13. Uh, let's hear a little bit more from Steve Kerr uh, as well uh, as we've talked about a lot. Uh, just the fact that this Warriors team right now is in a, you know, they're building momentum. It felt like they were turning the corner. Could have been four over 500 for the first time. Could have won three in a row for the first time. Uh, here's Steve Kerr on the, the gut punch uh, when it looked like they were close to, to keeping it rolling. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. It felt like we were right there, and, and I still feel like we are. I think we've gotten dramatically better, you know, in recent weeks. And uh, it'll be good to get some reinforcements back, hopefully, uh, by the end of this road trip. But, you know, we, uh, we are where we are, and we're, we're, we're fighting, we're, we're improving. We just haven't gotten over the hump yet. And now, uh, you know, for the effort, it's, it's a back-to-back. And you're going to Charlotte, and... 
you know, Charlotte's another team that I, I think, you know, when it's all said and done, uh, they've been dealing with COVID issues, had a couple of games postponed, and, you know, it's going to be a – you're going to get a more tired Warriors group, you know, for their effort in, in coming back. Like, now you pay the price. Like, that's the other part about, you know, it hurting to not be able to finish the deal is, all right, now you took that loss, and now you've got the added fatigue that goes with the second of a back-to-back instead of the energy, the euphoria that comes with maybe getting a win like that. You go to Charlotte, and then you know, you're know you riding high, and you can kind of grind through a little bit on adrenaline and the high of the big comeback win in Charlotte tomorrow. Now you can't do that, right? Now you now you got to come out. You got to you got to dig deep against a team that's you know chomping at the bit to play their first game since uh, last Sunday. Yeah, and no question. Uh, but the other thing I will say to that, JD, while this Warriors team, in a lot of ways, it's frustrating because just when we think that they've turned the corner, you know they'll they'll let one slip away. Conversely. Every time this Warriors team gets tested and we think, "Uh uh-oh, is it going to start going in the wrong direction? I'm not even saying that that's where they're at right now, but my point is they've shown a lot of resolve, both heading into the season, uh, the way that they bounced back after the season started, the way that they've bounced back after some tough stretches. So every time questions have been asked of this team, they've had the answers. So I would expect them, and look, you're going to Charlotte, it's Steph's hometown, like I would expect them to be able to turn the page very quickly, and I'll, I'll give them a lot of credit. Like, as a crew, they've been able to do that. I mean, think about it. The, the San Antonio game to round up the trip, you know, uh, you know, a few days ago, like, that was huge. You, you had an opportunity to win in Dallas, uh, you know, the second game of that one. It didn't happen, so you're one and one, and then you lose that Spurs game in it, very trying circumstances, which that, that was mentally draining, the way that that game ended. I think we can all agree on that. And then what do they do? They come out in the next night, and, and they touch up the Spurs, and the Spurs are a good team. Like, it's a Greg Popovich coach basketball team. So this Warriors team, when they've been knocked down, they show the ability to get back up. We've also seen it in segments in games, too. Like, I don't know, against the Heat the other night. So I would expect them to to come out tomorrow night with this taste in their mouth. And look, I mean, Steph Curry going to have multiple off-shooting nights? Like, I, I don't know. I think I think Steph's got something in store tomorrow night. He did hit the six threes, I guarantee, tonight, by the way, J.D. Uh, but I would expect the Warriors to bounce back against Charlotte tomorrow night, even though, as you mentioned, you know, Charlotte be pretty well-rested. And obviously, Steph, you know, going home, that's always a big deal. He loves playing at home uh, in, in Charlotte. So so that's fun for him, and, and he likes to put on a show there. Uh, I know he's missed some games uh, over the course of, of his career there as well, but he likes to go back to Charlotte and, and, and put on a show. Uh, you mentioned this issue with the clock, and I w- went back uh, to that 823 mark on the official play-by-play here before we pause because I wanted to run through it. Uh, you're right. It was on this the jump ball uh, w- that I mentioned earlier with Carter Williams and and Pascal, and the ball went to Vucevic, and Fournier hit the three at 8:23 that cut it from from 106.93 to 106.96. So ten point game right there. And they also have Terrence Ross getting a rebound off. They have at all at 8:23, right. all at 8:23 on the clock. Fournier hits a three at 8:23. Wiggins misses a 15 footer at 8:23. Terrence Ross gets a rebound at 8:23, and then Michael Carter Williams hit a three pointer that cut the the lead down to seven. So it was the back to back threes there 
and that was at 8.15. So right. you had in eight, in eight official game seconds, you had 48-3, Wiggins jump or miss, Ross rebound, and Michael Carter-Williams uh, hit another three. So we're talking about at least 20 seconds of, of game action uh, where the clock didn't start there. That's a, that's a great pull by you in, well, in real time. Well, I just noticed it, and the reason that I noticed it is you know what my birthday is, J.D.? 8-23, August 23rd. So, you know, it's one of those things where I always tend to look at the clock and, oh, 8-23, it's, you know, it's my birthday. And so uh, it's just a weird little thing. I'm crazy like that. And I noticed, and I was like, oh, 8-23, staying on 8-23, still on 8-23. And it was exactly 20 seconds. So I actually went back and, you know, I rewound the TV and then, you know, rolled roll tape on it for a little bit, and it was 20 seconds of game action. So, again, not the end of the world, but, I mean, you look at that stretch during, you know, that, that point of the game, it was when that Warriors lead was just getting riddled away, right? Wanamaker uh, hit the layup, and, you know, the Warriors were up. And then, you know, like you mentioned, there was the jump ball, and, and then it, everything just started to slip away from there. I mean, the Magic were, were starting to go on that run. So, yeah, just it was something that stood out to me. And, I don't know, I thought I kept waiting for – you know, word to come down and them to like make the adjustment, but I don't even know, you know, what's protocol in that situation. I guess, you know, it's not like where you're just going to go review it. I guess they're like, oh, 23 seconds. Like, well, I guess, guess fans get a little extra basketball tonight. All right, 888-957-9570. We'll pause. We'll hear more from Steve Kerr here coming up uh, as we're going to go uh, with Warriors wrap-up till about 8 o'clock. Then we're going to flip over to the final word. We got you covered here uh, on 95.7 The Game all the way until 10 o'clock. More from Steve Kerr. You'll want to hear what Draymond Green had to say at the end of, of this ball game, And we'll also hear from Andrew Wiggins as well as the Magic beat the Warriors tonight, 124-120. You heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Curry to the timeline. Off the screen. Tries to split traffic. Cannot. Dribbles around. Vucevic throws to Draymond for a corner. Three. It's good with .6 to go in the corner. Draymond Green hit it. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Draymond Green two for two from three-point range tonight. Uh, the Warriors do lose to the Magic 124 to 120. 888-957-9570. Big three to put the Warriors up one at the end of the third quarter, uh, capping a 43-29 frame uh, and part of what would wind up being a 52-22 Warriors run extending into the fourth quarter before the Magic would come back uh, and take control of this one and ultimately get the victory over the Warriors, uh, 124 to 120. Uh, but yeah, it's it's tough to lose a game when Draymond Green knocks down a couple of threes, isn't it? Yeah, you don't want to waste those efforts, no doubt, JD. Just a little sidebar. I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, I was just, you know, there's a lot of great matchups tonight. Obviously, the the Clippers and Jazz going toe to toe right now, but uh, the Suns and the Pelicans. It was a tight one heading into the fourth quarter until it wasn't. Uh, the Suns outscored the Pelicans 41-12 to in the final quarter uh, down to the Bayou tonight. Yikes! Uh, Suns are for real. Uh, but, yeah, man, you know, about this one tonight, I, I got to say, uh, you know, the, the, the rise of Kelly Oubre for me, J.D., is, is something that I, I think only stands to serve this team going well in the future. I mean, I, I tweeted out before the game, uh, you know, where Oubre had been early in the year, um, you know, in, in – Obviously, December, it was only four games, but, you know, 26% on field goals, 7.8 a game. Uh, January clips that up to, you know, 40% from the field, but it's still just 27% on threes. And that's for the month, not he got it up to that level. That's just, you know, that sample size for that particular uh, stanza of the calendar. February this month so far coming into tonight, 47.8% on field goals, 46% on threes, and obviously going three for six tonight improves that by just a tick, scoring now uh, around 20 points a game in the month of February. And what I love about Oubre is to really kind of show where his head's been at, his defensive rating for the months, 108, 108, and 110. So he's basically been the same guy defensively the whole time, uh, but offensively, it's gone from, uh, what was it, uh, 58 to 98 to 113. So uh, this is certainly a great sign for the Dubs going forward. And obviously, this is a massive year for Kelly Oubre as well, hitting free agency after this season. And, and we talked about that a little bit last night. Um, but just however the fate of the 2020-2021 Golden State Warriors shapes up, Kelly Oubre, as long as he's here, is going to be a huge part of it. And he's certainly headed in the right direction. Yeah, the, the, the macro view of, of tonight is you feel like the Warriors are still continuing to come together as a team to where they are close. And we, you know, we heard from Steve Kerr, you know, tonight wasn't the night where they could get to plus four or get that three-game winning streak. But 
they continue to show the ability to, to come back, which is something, you know, they got a bunch of comebacks from down 10 or more. We, we, the big comeback, obviously, against Miami the other night uh, where they're down 19, uh, down 19 to the Lakers at Staples, down 22 at Chase to the Clippers. They come back and win. They're down 17 in the third and, and just really look dead, uh, look like it was just a, a flat, didn't have it, not going to get it type of a performance tonight. And then they do, you know, a, a quick – 52-22 to flip it. So uh, the Warriors keep showing us, I think, that they are starting to figure it out a little bit more consistently. It hasn't added up to a full-blown winning streak as of yet, but I, I am left even in a ball game like tonight thinking, okay, this team – like I feel like it's more apt to happen than it, than it won't happen – and that's something that, you know, you go back a month or a month and a half ago, those first maybe three or four weeks of the season, I wasn't so sure then. I, I do feel better about the, the, the bigger picture trajectory of this team with 42 games to go. I don't think there's any question. And, yeah, they've missed a couple opportunities uh, to, you know, get, you know, tonight obviously would have been four games over 500. But when you move up the way that they have as far as defensive rating, um, you know, to move into the top five, especially when you consider the way this season started where it looked like, oh, my God, is this, is this team in danger of being a bottom feeder in the Western Conference? And, you know, look, we, we all know Steph Curry's resume, right? But you, you, even just a, a team with one star score isn't enough in the modern-day NBA, right? I mean, there's, there's plenty of teams that have talented individual players and talented scorers. They still don't mean they win any basketball games. So, um, you know, there was obviously major red flags in this season early on. And, you know, I think it was held together a little bit with with duct tape and, you know, whatever earlier in the season. But I think this team's kind of, you know, settled into their rhythm. Like, guys know their role. Um, You know, Steve Kerr's kind of figured out the rotation. Now, he's had to make some some real adjustments on the fly. Like, I don't know, playing without any centers uh, for a couple of weeks. That's that's no small task. Uh, But I do think this, like, the, the, the kind of the momentum angle, J.D., that's not nothing for me. And what I mean is, like, this team, uh, they, they don't pack it in, right? And, and even, like, you know, Orlando tonight, that was kind of, you know, I kind of – teams like that typically who aren't going in the right direction and losing a lot, you kind of just expect them to just, all right, well, you know, we're not winning tonight because we never win, so let's take it to the house. Like, this Warriors team – they don't pack it in. And, I mean, even tonight, like, oh, we're flat. It's a road game. Well, we got Charlotte tomorrow night. We're still a couple games over 500. Ah, we'll see you tomorrow. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to give you the full 48 every time. And while it's not going to, to translate into winning every time, I think you're, you're apt to win a lot more basketball games when you have that mentality. Um, and, look, I mean, let's just face it for a second. That's it's kind of life on the road in the NBA for, you know, a team that's – Pretty good, but not great. I mean, look, the Warriors, yeah, I know they were favored tonight, but I think we both agreed coming to this game. This was a game that could have gone either way. So um, as long as you put yourself in position to win enough basketball games, uh, you know, I think you're going to be in a good spot, uh, especially when you got guys like Curry, et cetera. So even though tonight didn't go their way, I still think there's plenty of positives and this team's still headed in the right direction. But having said that, you know, talk is cheap. Like at some point, if this team's going to do anything this season – you have to have more than a two-game winning streak. I mean, just period, point blank. And they know that, Kerr knows that, and that's why I think tonight uh, was a little bit more deflating because you had the chance to do that and you were up 13 in the fourth quarter and you didn't get it over the line. So I think that that this one hurts even more. Uh, but, hey, you, you stole one from the Heat the other night, so hey, things kind of balance out, right? 
Yeah, things balance out there, but now you got to go to Charlotte, second of a back-to-back, and uh, checking in on a couple of texts. 415, most frustrating part is that it's a back-to-back, tired legs tomorrow, odds of a win decrease significantly. I, I think you, know, you, you laid out the Warriors' ability to, to bounce back uh, a couple of times this year. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they'll necessarily uh, go to Charlotte and, and not have it. It does look like that game is going to be played, by the way. Uh, I know there was some concern. Uh, Charlotte uh, was able to practice uh, earlier uh, this afternoon, I think late afternoon uh, on the East Coast. Uh, and today was their first day that they were actually all allowed to be back uh, in the facility together and and have a practice. So uh, all signs pointing toward uh, their ability to play that game. Now, stay tuned. You never know. Things can change, and and the league has, with an abundance of caution, uh, changed some things up, uh, even day of or even an hour or two before, uh, if they think that something isn't right. Uh, Obviously, Charlotte was the last team that played San Antonio. The Spurs had four positive COVID tests. Uh, I believe it was on Tuesday. So Charlotte, because they had played uh, San Antonio most recently, uh, they had two games banged and obviously had to to test uh, negative uh, throughout the course of this week. I think it'll wind up being five or even six days where they would have had all negative tests, basically uh, confirming that there wasn't any transmission from one team to the other and that they would be good to go uh, and be able to play that game tomorrow. So long-winded explanation that, but it does look more uh, just within the last couple of hours here, Covey, like that game actually will be played, whereas when we all woke up this morning, I thought it was maybe more of a maybe more of a coin flip. Yeah, well, that's good news, uh, you know, and, and I'm just looking at the Warriors' schedule because, you know, the back-to-back thing, I, I think this is only going to be their fifth back-to-back because uh, they would have had one at Phoenix um, back on the 28th after the Minnesota uh, – no, excuse me, they would have had one um, that was postponed after the uh, the, the Denver, Denver game. game. That's right. Yeah, January 15th at Phoenix, um, but obviously that was postponed. By my count, they're 2-2 two and two on the uh, second end of a back-to-back. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's no small task in the NBA, no question. Um, but, again, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll hang my hat on the fact that the Warriors have shown plenty of resiliency so far this year. Let's go ahead and hear a little bit from Draymond Green. Warriors fall in Orlando, 124 to 120. Uh, Draymond Green, uh, after this ball game, uh, what isn't allowing the Warriors to get hot together? I don't know. I think we should have won this game tonight and continued on a win streak. But we let another one get away. It's kind of in the you know storyline of the season. Has it though? Like, I don't feel like – and maybe you disagree. Like, I, I don't feel like letting the game slip away has been the storyline of this season. I feel like, if anything, they've they've come back and they've stolen some games. Yeah. I mean, how many games have they let get away? Tonight, for sure. You want to put tonight in that category, for sure. I mean, there isn't another one off the top of my head that comes to mind immediately as far as letting the game get away. I mean well, – Maybe what he's referring to yeah. Maybe he's referring to the games in on the Texas trip, and because I think by and large the Warriors when they came home from that game felt or with that trip felt like they should have been three and one at worst, and they weren't. Uh, but 
I, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, good just call. Look, look at their losses. I mean, couldn't feel that way in Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Certainly not the first Portland game. Uh, Clippers, you know, first time around. I, I guess it was a tight game, but they certainly didn't Boston, let it slip maybe. away. Yeah, Boston. I think there's been a little bit more of that lately, right, JD? I think that's probably where he's at because if you think about it, and that's what makes me think that this team is actually getting a lot closer when they're winning. You know, they, they've had some convincing wins. They've even gutted out some close games. But you look at their recent losses. Yeah, Orlando tonight clearly tricked it off. Brooklyn just touched them up. There's no doubt there. The two games that I mentioned in Texas, the second Dallas game and the first San Antonio game, that's a two-point loss and a five-point loss, but that San Antonio game was a one-possession game. And then Boston. So I think it's it's certainly been that way more of late. You go to the losses before that, you know, Phoenix blew them out. Utah, New York, you know, the Knicks game, they weren't close in that one. Um, Denver. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. This It's been more of a recent trend. And I think that's kind of where Draymond's head is at and and look I I like guys that expect to win you know most if not all basketball games certainly they grow accustomed to that over a you know five-year span but um a little bit more lately but I actually think that's I'm not gonna say it's a good thing that they're losing close basketball games but it's a good sign that the games where they just get smoked are are few and far between they show up to play basically every night well, it's yeah, it's a good sign when you look at at February as a whole, and and it really, and you can say, all right, they got blown out against Brooklyn, and that's it. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> like you've got you got blown out one time against Brooklyn. You got blown out by by Phoenix. You got blown out by Utah. I mean, how many times has this team really got thumped? I mean, maybe four or five now out of out of thirty games. Obviously, those first two games of the year, a little bit of different circumstances, uh, considering Portland. the fact that. They had some injuries. So, yeah, there, there's been a few. Yeah, the home opener was another one. So, it's, you know, maybe it's closer to, you know, six or seven. But they haven't been, they haven't been like tonight where it's a team, regardless of where you think Orlando, you know, would, would be. And, and, and to their credit, they didn't let it get to that point tonight. Like, it looked like tonight was going to be. And, and I'll be honest. Like, I'll, I'll put this rat on the table. <laughs> I, I would have been – I would have been far more upset about this game had the Warriors lost by 20 and it just had been kind of a clunker. Like that to me would have been like and, and I don't know, it's always that that catch 22. Like you have the three tonight had both, right? It had boy they played terrible for the first 27 minutes and and that in its own right is all right, that's unacceptable. That's unfortunate, right? And then you have the lead and you blow the lead. So so it really had both ways that you hate to lose, right? Getting blown out, don't have it against a team that struggled, although they're getting healthier. But then you also had the, damn, you felt like you had the game in the bag and you couldn't get it done, and then you lose that game. So uh, I don't know. Where, where do you fall on yeah, that one? I, I, I'm, I'll always take uh, you know stretches of a game where you show – that you're the better basketball team and you can still dominate a basketball game and you can you can pick yourself up when you get off to a terrible start. Look, the other teams get paid to play basketball too and actually I felt like Orlando, particularly in the first quarter, was executing about as good as they can execute. I mean, they were hitting their threes. Uh, guys were moving off the ball. It was it was a lot of things that the Warriors – it wasn't, to me, so much a product of the Warriors not being engaged. It was just the Magic were hitting everything, and sometimes it happens like that, right? And then you culminate that with Steph got off to a really slow start shooting the rock, and all of a sudden you look up and the Warriors are facing a big deficit. Now, there's no question they didn't play their best basketball, but I'll always take – 
you know, a team that doesn't, you know, uh, accept that lying down and, you know, found a way not only to, to take, you know, come back and, and shave away at the deficit, but ended up taking a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. But then there's also the, okay, well, what happened? Like, what was the result of the game? And the result was a loss. And the result was a loss in a game. You're up 13 in the fourth, and you missed a golden opportunity. And I think that's where, you know, Draymond kind of talking about missing another opportunity, letting another one get away. I think that's kind of, you know, how many times have the Warriors had the opportunity to get three games over 500 or get a three-game winning streak? I know they got the three over 500, but they've had a lot of opportunities to kind of take that next step as a team, and it just hasn't happened yet. Now, you you know, I think there's still plenty of confidence and belief that it will, and hopefully you get Loon and Wiseman back here in short order. But I think that's where the frustration from Draymond's coming in, and she should be frustrated. Like, this team should have won this basketball game tonight. Now, they didn't, and so, hey, again, Orlando did a lot of things right. They deserved to win when it was all said and done. I didn't feel like the Warriors deserved to win this game, but sometimes you got to steal a road game. Like, that's also life in the NBA, especially for good teams, right? I mean, good teams find ways to steal games even when they're not at their best. So I think that's where the frustration is coming in from Draymond. He realizes this team is is right on the verge of maybe punching through and, and being a legit playoff team in the West, being a, you know, a threat. But yet, if they keep having moments like this, well, it's it's not going to happen. Like they they still need to find at least one more like major gear. Nine two five checks in. That's five games that have slipped through our fingers this year. Uh, blaming free throws. Most uh, I read the one about the back to back. Somebody take an exception to what I said about Ubre. If Ubre takes the three, why would anybody go nuts? If you think Ubre can't hit a three, you're just a hater as a fan. I'm telling you, if Kelly Ubre gets a wide open three and he clanks it, and the Warriors lose, the immediately the conversation would be, well, you got to get that ball to Curry. And but- and I know Cur- I know Curry was well guarded, and I know it was forced to Curry clearly. I mean, we all watched the play, but I know Oubre's been shooting it as well as anybody in February. Like, I know all those things are true, but if he, if Oubre gets a wide-open three and he clanks it, we're pro- we probably have full lines with people saying he can't be the guy to take that shot. Uh, you know, boy, if that was the case a month ago, I, I would certainly have been inclined to agree with you. I think, though, what makes the Warriors the Warriors is making the smart basketball play, and I mean, let's be real. When it's all said and done, Steph basically shot an air ball. So, you know, clearly that wasn't the shot. And, I, I mean, e- even if it had, by some miracle had gone in, it still would have been, oh, man, he really had to force that. And, and sure, Steph Curry forcing a 30-footer is still a higher percentage shot than a lot of dudes. But I think Oubre's been headed in the right direction. And, and look, like, here's the other thing. Even if they would go nuts, and I'm not sure they would go nuts, even if they would, though, and – you know what I mean? Like it's it's about what the Warriors have to do as a team. Like I, I don't I don't know. I don't think that can be a, a, a mitigating factor. I felt like it was, well, Steph just hit two threes for us, so we need to give him the opportunity to hit the game winning three. And while in theory I agree with that, the caveat to that is only if there's actually a shot to be had. Tell you the truth, I wouldn't mind even if Draymond put it up. I like open looks more than I like guys trying to force something just because of the name on the back of their jersey. I I still feel like it it needs to be, you know, it's more of a team game. And, you know, keep in mind, too, I'm a guy that watched, you know, uh, I grew up a Chicago Bulls fan, and I watched Michael Jordan, you know, dish it to to Steve Kerr. I watched John Paxson hit a three to win a championship. So I'm a big believer in, hey, man, if your superstar can't take the shot, like, get it to somebody that's open and let them do it. Trust in your teammates. And, look, if Oubre misses it, so be it. Like, they they were down seven with a minute to go anyway. 
anyway. They probably didn't deserve to win the game, but it couldn't be denied that Ubre had a better look, and he's been hot for three, shooting like 46%. So even if that was the case, if we would have got calls like that, I would have defended the move, and I would have defended Ubre. Yeah, I, I th- and I also think there's a difference between setting up the play for Ubre and it just finding Ubre. Right. And I think in this particular situation, it would have been finding Ubre, uh, as you allude to the, the you know with the right basketball play. I, I do think clearly they were trying to trying to get it to Steph and, and give him <laughs> yes. a you know an opportunity. I mean, it was a force, and it was a and it was not the 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 best that again. I thought for all the things Orlando, you know, maybe that I didn't want to give them as much credit for the way they defend. That play was exceptional, <laughs> and and the they way that defended they defended Curry great tonight. They defended the way Curry they defended, great tonight. Yes, the way they defended Curry tonight was was really good uh, as well. So I I do give them more credit for that. I, I also though feel like the Warriors needed to do a better job defensively uh, throughout the course of this game, uh, and that's maybe where this thing uh, could have gone uh, in another direction. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. As far as the five games that slipped through their fingers, and, and we're going to go ahead and pause, and then we'll flip to final. Word. We'll, pr- we'll keep the Warriors conversation yeah, going. Sure. We got more sound to play uh, as well uh, here as we're going to roll with the final word all the way up until 10 o'clock. The one thing I'll say about games that slip slipping through the Warriors' fingers, and, and, and we ran through a few of them, and it's, okay, maybe one in Dallas, maybe one in San Antonio, maybe the Boston game, if you want to get to three, maybe the Indiana game, that's four. You know, the one thing I'll say about that, you never are going to win all of them. And and so anytime somebody says, well, this should have won this game, should have won that game, and and I think it, it's fair to put a bunch of games, group them all together, put them on a list, whatever, call them out loud. <laughs> but you always, to me, want to take that number and you want to you want to divide it by two, right? Because you're never going to win all of them. So if you're saying you're it's right. five or six, it's really more like two or three. But then the other part to that too is you have to look at how many games where you did that to the opponent. And I think the Warriors have done that to the opponent a couple of times. I'll give you two or three, though. I'll give you two or three where, hey, that's going to maybe be the difference between this Warriors team being, you know, maybe that's the difference between being a 40-32 and 32 team and a 38-34, and 34, or the difference between a 38-34 and 34 and a 36-36. and 36. Like, that's all fair game, but that, that number is never truly as high as I think a lot of fans think it is. I would agree with you, and that's I think that's that's a great way to look at it. And then the other thing you have to look at too is, well, how many have the Warriors stolen, right? And it's been a couple. I mean, I would argue, I, I don't even think I would have to argue. Too Wednesday, yeah, it's like the Heat the other day. They they got out of town with that one. I don't think there's any doubt. And they've come back in some games, being down big. You know, the Clippers, the Lakers. Again, you get credit for that, but that's where like this team, they're they're just. They're they're basically what they are. They're they are what their record says they are. Basically, JD is what I'm trying to say. Like they're they are about where they should be. They've had some that got away that they probably should have and could have won, and they've won a few that well, you know, usually you get down 22 to the Clippers or 19 to the Lakers in LA. Like you ain't gonna win that basketball game. Or you have eight healthy bodies in Dallas or nine healthy bodies, uh, you know, and you don't have any centers uh, against the Heat in a game that they really need to get. Well, you're not really supposed to win that game either. So uh, this thing. You know, kind of balances out. It's just, are the Warriors going to be good enough for 48 minutes, uh, you know, most nights? And I still think they're headed in the right direction. But nights like tonight, it can't be argued. It's it's disappointing. Like, they had every opportunity to win this game. They probably didn't deserve to win this game, but they still should have when it was all said and done, and they didn't. 
He's Ryan Covey. I'm John Dickinson. That's going to do it for the Warriors wrap-up portion of the evening as the Magic beat the Dubs 124-120. to We'll pause. We'll come back. We'll play the final word open. And then we're going to talk Dubs basketball and hear more from Steph Curry, Steve Kerr, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and maybe even Juan Toscano-Anderson. We get some JTA sound? Let's go! Uh, Phone lines are open. Yeah, we got one JTA cut. We're gonna we're gonna rack for you coming up here uh, as we're with you until ten o'clock on ninety five seven. The game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.